Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the podcast, Strikes Back. My name is George and you're listening to our ranking episode of the Infinity War Saga with the boy Connor. Hello. Benny. Hi there. Now that Spider-Man Far From Home is out, folks, we thought it was about time to rank these 23 movies that we've had since 2008. What a run it's been. And uh, now it's time... For us to rank them out, we've got we've developed a bit of a system here because there are three individuals who have their own select lists. Benny, do you want to explain the uh, process for how we've built this amazing foolproof list? Absolutely, it's very technical. A lot of um, very algorithms, simple <laughs> primary school level mathematics, AI. So I won't get too far into it. I don't want to alienate anyone. Um, but basically, we each just submitted our own ranking of 1 to 23, the MCU, um, and I just assigned, assigned a, a point amount to each movie and uh, collated it. Uh, simple as that, came up with one unified list for all of us that um, I think will probably disappoint each of us in a lot of ways um, as we go, and you folks out there too. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what is this if not an excuse to have a great argument? Yeah. Exactly. Um and uh, uh, before we jump into the actual ranking, I just want to make one quick caveat that I think what we I think that we'll all echo, which is that pretty much all these movies, maybe with the exception of like two, <laughs> are all movies that if someone came to me and was like, "I'm going to watch an MCU MCU film, blah, do you want to watch it?" I'd be like, "Fuck yeah!" Mm. Like I enjoy all of these films. Um, it's just to what degree I enjoy them. And like I said, there's only probably about two that I wouldn't bother putting on or that I don't really feel like I want to revisit. But any of these films, I'm always happy to to watch again and I, I get a kick out of them all. And speaking of films that we wouldn't want to chuck on, let's start at number 23 with our uh, unanimously agreed upon last <laughs> last in the list, uh, The Incredible Hulk, starring yeah. Edward Norton, directed by Louis Leterrier. Norton. Mm. I've so, got a confession. Yep. Oh, no. I didn't see this. I didn't watch this. Son of a bitch, you had one job. I know. <laughs> what? I didn't watch it. Yeah. I'm really angry with myself. I was so excited to have hear your thoughts on it because yeah. I'm assuming yeah. neither of us have seen this in a long time. It has been a while, I'll be yeah. honest. I am really sorry to start a rankings episode with, I didn't watch it. Like, fuck, you were like, I hope is... the other guys rated it a lot higher. Yeah. Um, like, not, not to say that this movie ever had any chance of not being in the mm. bottom spot. Well, that but... was the thing. I was like, do I watch The Incredible Hulk or Mother? Well, you know, like, uh, I mean, I, I think that you should have, you know, no, we're not doing a podcast on Mother. You should have definitely done it on. I should have. I should have. Um, I ran out of time and I'm sorry. Uh, well, but given- it's, you know what? Part of me wants to leave this mystery. You know, is this one to go to the grave on? No, you've got to finish the Infinity Quite Saga. Possibly. Um, I don't know about this. Connor, let's have a conversation about it since we've seen the film. Okay. Um, was there any moment that this was not your 23rd ranked film? There was not Probably, for me, not a second. No, look, yeah. I'm I'm trying to like give it its due. Like the only thing that made me question whether it actually belonged in the the bottom spot is this is probably the film, the only film that I haven't revisited in the last couple of years. Mm. So it's it's this film that you know I haven't watched in a while, and it is widely regarded as one of the, if not the worst MCU film. So you got all this kind of like reinforcement from, you know, mm, the, the media, the me- well, the, yeah, the media or, or just kind of MCU fans in large that this is the worst one. And so I was kind of, I was really trying to think about 
if there was a movie that I would have rather not seen. And then there's definitely movies that I'm more disappointed in. Mm, of course. But I don't think there's any other films that I just, that felt more average or less of a, an event. Yeah, um, I would say this movie doesn't even get name-checked as the worst in the MCU very often at all because no one even remembers it or cares about it. Um, I I think a lot of people probably forget it is part of the MCU, um, even though Robert Downey Jr. is in it. Um, And interestingly, I feel like it stands alone with one other film being Iron Man as the only two movies in the whole thing that really do feel standalone and not they don't have that flavor of the MCU necessarily. Yeah. Um, The only difference being that this one isn't very good. Um, and this was retrofitted into the MCU. Like it was concept, no doubt. concept like the concept of the film was it's a standalone thing and then mm. hey, Downey Jr. Yeah. coming for a scene. A reference here or there. And, and I think the other thing about this was is that if you look at the phase one films, if you look at Iron Man, if you look at Thor, if you look at Captain America, you know, these are all films that I would have probably never guessed. If you if you told me like we're gonna we're gonna bring in some Marvel characters, those three are are not widely sorry guys fuck i'm God. i'm sorry um those are are ones that that wouldn't come to mind but the hulk is is one that not only is probably a little bit more well known but is also a property that we had gotten what a couple years five. before yeah Angles was it an hulk. entire was it an entire five years before 2003 and then 2008 oh, wow. right yeah okay wow um but but i mean like within the last five years we had we had already had a Hulk film, so this and what a Hulk film it was. I would say a better one. Yes, Ooh, um, um, without question. <laughs> even though I um, haven't seen. What, but that being said, in in regards to this actual film, it has certain strengths to it. It's a lot of it's very much a reaction to the previous one, which was a much more cerebral thing. Um, and this was like this one's going to be the Hulk and Abomination just tearing up Harlem. Yeah, um, and it, it sure enough does have a third act that is nothing but that. Um, watching clips on it more recently on YouTube. Um, the the Hulk himself has not stood the test of time well whatsoever. It's I think it's a terrible effect, um, in in almost every way that it's executed. I think the the two thousand and three one looks a lot better, um, and I say that having compared them pretty closely. Um, and, and not to mention the one from Avengers onwards, which looks brilliant. Yeah. Um. So I think most people would happily just expunge this from the MCU, and I wouldn't begrudge them that at all. Yeah. Bye, Hulky. <laughs> Sorry, Hulk. It doesn't fit in aesthetically. It doesn't doesn't it barely fits in um, you know, with the continuity. Yeah. So. Particularly like what happened to Mark Ruffalo's face. Like <laughs> something happened <laughs> yeah, of there. Of course, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so guys, spoilers, I've seen every other movie on this list now. Okay, good. <laughs> um, here's one that I bet you wish you hadn't. Uh, number twenty-two, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Whoa, twenty-two! This movie got yep. hammered by so our lists. Um, you guys had it. Uh, way, uh, mine was second. Way last. down. Yeah. Mine was mine was pretty far as well. Um, where, did, where did you have yours? Just out of interest. I'm not sure exactly. Uh, back third, back off. definitely. You had um, it at twenty, so two spots ahead. Cool. So, um, no one was particularly happy with this film, I guess. Yeah, this one was something that I. I really struggled with this one because this one for me was equal parts. I didn't think it was a good film, but it was also a massive disappointment coming um, off the back of not only the back of Ant-Man, but also in terms of release cycle right off the back of Infinity War. Mm -hmm. Um, And that I've got to say is um, that's not a good space to be. That's a hard act to follow. That's too hard act to follow. Yeah, exactly. And, Mm. and, um, 
And this movie just seemed so flat. And yeah, I, it makes me sad because I was quite looking forward to the Wasp. Like, I love Ant-Man. It's a lot further up my list. Um, mm-hmm. And I was kind of excited to see more of this character. I like that stripped back, not sort of congested with heaps of characters vibe. Mm. And then to get, you know, this was, this was the first female superhero in the title correct in the title yeah so to get that as the first off the rank and have it not really be as great as the first and kind of be pretty disappointing um that that was sort of like felt like a missed opportunity um so yeah man it was a bit of a bummer but i've only seen it once and i'd like to see it again i think you should because i i was definitely i agree that it was a little flat for some reason and i was definitely disappointed by it after having a much higher than average opinion of the first Ant-Man, but there are definitely elements I really liked. I um, I really liked the villain Ghost. I was just um, about to say yeah. I didn't like the villain. That's <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, I there's just something about her. I I like. I liked her look. Yeah, and like the the that, suit and and I like. I think she's a more complex character than some of these villains generally are. Um, and would even see I can't her her as a her as a villain would rank a lot higher than this movie if we were just ranking villains. Uh, relative to each other, I we think we should do that. I, yeah, we we should, because um, that that would be a boring conversation yeah. for a lot of it. Um, <laughs> I, no, I, no, I think that'd be because I think that we could probably get like if you just looked at villains and ignored the movie, mm. you could probably get some very interesting things happening. Yeah, because I I just like what they did with her, and this made her not just a straight up villain who dies at the end. It feels like a character that we could revisit again in some way. Um, yeah. But yeah, not too much else to to love about the movie. I know what you mean about the her character, the ending, but I felt like. In everything leading up there, like there was just no explanation, uh, or not explanation, but exploration mm. about who that character was. And that kind of just felt like a sort of like a mystery box type thing. And I was like, ah, that's just it's it's a cheap way to make it in. Like I say, interesting in in commas um, at the end. I did continue to love Scott in this movie. Um, I think yep. they did a great job of, of continuing his development. I um, but we'd seen him in Civil War, and we and then we got him in Endgame this year. Yeah, totally, but. So we barely so now, got an Endgame. So but now, no, what I really loved about him in Ant Man and the Wasp was just this was a, a superhero, a title superhero character who was interested in close up magic and was crying while reading The Fault in Our Stars. And I'm like, I fucking <laughs> love that. Yeah, that yeah. is so cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, just felt a bit different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wish it. I, I, I really want to revisit it because it could jump up in my list. And I think just something quickly to acknowledge here. Is my list, and I think these lists in general, I think the top half is quite solid. You know, there's a couple spots in here where they're interchangeable and the list Mm. is fluid and, you know, oh, I revisit this film and it kind of, oh, wow, that's actually, I've developed a new appreciation for it. So this list is where I'm at and I think all of us are at on the 6th of August 2019. I had had a lot of trouble with this list because I feel like a big chunk of the midsection I could probably toss on its head and it it wouldn't look too weird to me. It's very much in tiers. We we pretty much unanimously agreed on the bottom of this list, um, and the top, and the, the top and the middle's kind of a, yeah. a whole other thing. So nice. next up, uh, number twenty one is one of I would say one of the three movies that is cited as the worst in the MCU most often. Um, I'm going to say one of four actually, and I'll tell you what the others are later when they come around. But uh, we put at number twenty one Iron Man two. This was my twenty two. Mm. Um, so pretty far down. Mine was a little bit higher, actually. Why is Iron Man two considered 
so low down in not only our lists, but everyone's list? Like, is it because of how overbloated it feels with them not really making an Iron Man film, but a setup film, um, unexplored or lackluster villains that had so much potential, but like kind of just kind of, it it dies pretty fast at the end there. Mm. Um, You know, you still have some really cool stuff in here with War Machine getting recast, Don Cheadle, like, He's a great asset to the MCU. I really think this movie has gotten a lot better with age because it was seen as such a huge disappointment when it came out uh, following up the unanimously loved Iron Man. Um, and I, I, in a lot of ways, prefer it. Um, wow. It, it feels so much like the first MCU film because um, it really is setting up so much of the universe, which yeah. at the time... I can see why that was alienating to people because they're like, I'm here to watch an Iron Man movie. What the yeah. hell is all this? Gotcha. But once you've seen everything that comes after it, you're like, they were doing some good kind of groundwork. Yeah. Um, and some necessary groundwork because the next movies coming up after that were like Thor and Captain America. So that's that's some pretty disparate, disparate things they're bringing in together before the Avengers. Um, how do you feel about this movie, Connor? Um, yeah, I, I did not have the same kind of reaction that I think everyone else had, which was a massive disappointment. I'm, I'm fairly lenient on MCU films in general because, mm. like I said, I can pretty much put on uh, any of these films um, and and be happy with it. The, uh, and, and Disney I, and pays us a lot of money. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. We're sh- uh, shills. <laughs> um, the the two films that I, I probably would say no to if someone asked me to watch it are, are what we have as our bottom two, which is – the Hulk and and um, and uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. Mm. But did you um, did you have that? Like, I just so distinctly remember coming out of Iron Man two and and in two thousand and ten mm-hmm. and being disappointed. No, I, I was very happy. Really, I, wasn't disappointed yeah. I, just, I remember being like, not okay. Maybe disappointment's the wrong word. The word I was weirded out. I remember feeling like. That was weird. Man. I was ahead of the curve. No. I was just ready for the shared universe. <laughs> yeah, I, I, look, I, I, I wasn't at all. And I, you know, there was there was a couple of things that kind of did put a little bit of a, a bad taste in my mouth. Um, certain scenes that I just um, that I, I wish had been explained a little bit better. Um, you know, the obviously the the villains held a lot of potential, but didn't really execute um, a, as well as they could have. But if that was my criteria for being disappointed in a marvel film then i would have a very different relationship with mm. the mcu in general mm. right like i mean a lot of these villains are just the good guy but in a different color mm. um so uh yeah look i i think i i, I just kind of focused on the strengths of this film and and uh yeah i think yeah no that, that, it, I'll put it at number 21 on your list <laughs> no I, I i had it higher where did you have it 19. <laughs> Two spots higher. But again, this is the thing about this this these films is that pretty much anything 20 on, like pretty much anything here on is something that I would happily watch. Like I'm going to have fun with. It's just how much fun. So This is a superhero movie with Sam Rockwell in it, so I just yeah. can only dislike it so much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, next up at number 20, much more recent, we have Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yeah. So if you go back to our original review of Captain Marvel. Best which, MCU movie best ever. Best MCU movie ever. Yeah, which, which we saw, which we recorded like an hour after we saw it mm. at, um, at a preview screening. Um, and we were pumped. We were like, we were surprisingly lenient on this film. Yeah. Um, and I think that we there at least from one or two of us, 
comments about this is in my top five or 10. I think I ended up saying this is in my top 10 in, in Ben, you mentioned that, that's half. I was like, well, okay. Um, I remember I thought like this is middle tier. You know, this yeah, is, that's what we said. Yeah, I think I said upper middle tier. Yeah. But the, the interesting thing about Captain Marvel that I quite like about it and I, I give it a soft spot is like the hybridization of that first phase one MCU with the Guardians of the Galaxy vibe. Mm. Yeah. And I quite like that. And I'd, I'd like to revisit this film when the time's right. And um, I think I would enjoy it. Um, it's just like there's a lot of noise around this film. It's kind of like Last Jedi. It's like it's sort of flip of a coin on how I'm feeling about it on any given day. It's very distracting. I, I went to yeah. see it uh, the day after we recorded our review again, I believe. Um, just kind of sat there the whole way through it like, ah, oh, this is all right. I yeah, really, I don't really, I, really I, love I, much of this. Eh? But do you yeah. think also a big part of it was the fact that we were getting Endgame? Like, and it was like, ooh, you know, Captain mm-hmm. Marvel's been hyped in Infinity War. Ooh, Endgame's coming. Ooh, we're going to find out about this character. And I want to find out about that character. I think there was a lot of intrigue and like getting those answers in that first review where we were kind of feeling a little bit satisfied that probably pumped it up a little bit more. I, I just think it was the fact that we had just seen it. Um, there's always this period after watching a Marvel film where I'm just excited at having seen a Marvel film. Mm. Like, I mean, that's the effect that I get now, which is like, it's part of this overall universe. Um, you know, I just kind of, I'm, I'm like, I, I kind of have a bit of a high afterwards. And then, you know, as you, uh, as you, obviously the position that it holds in our aggregate list will, sh- list will show you, um, I've, we've all cooled on this film quite heavily since. And, and I had the exact same experience as you, Ben. When I went and rewatched it with my girlfriend, I was like, actually, to be honest, this, this movie just feels very middling. Mm. Um, in, if in I had to remove the, a title character from the MCU, it would be Captain Marvel. Yeah, easily. Um, and I hate to say that about such a um, uh, controversial film, but uh, yeah, it didn't, it, it didn't do much for it's me. It's in the no, comments section. That, would it, wouldn't that make it the... Oh, never mind. Yeah. I can't keep track of the... Reverse incel. Sorry. Reverse. <laughs> Whatever that is. Sorry, Cap. We'll see you again later down the list, probably. Um, number 19, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Ooh, I, was was surprised, I was surprised to see how low we all rated this. Yeah, particularly because I, I I think I've defended it quite heavily against you two actually, <laughs> um, and I and I had this. Then you had to do some soul searching. I actually had this lower <laughs> on my list than than what the aggregate thing. It's so bizarre, right? Um, like what criteria? Like essentially, like what criteria are you guys going on this list? Because in some ways, it's a lot of films like if they're older, I'm sort of going. Oh, I'm giving them maybe a little bit more leniency, aka Iron Man. You know, mm. how much impact did that have on comic book films and the MCU? Um, Iron Man is virtually the only one I've given that context to, right. because that yeah. was the one that started it. Yeah, because and then and then there's also like the merits of the film itself. Uh, because I, I'm sort of taking a bit of a hybridized approach, but this one for me, when I was stacking them up. You know, I just kind of like kept copy pasting films above it. You know, yeah. I was like, yeah, this one's yeah, better, yeah. this one's better, this one's better. Uh, and if you were to sort of put me these in front of me, I would go for all these films over that one. Mm. This is not a necessarily a bad film, as we've already discussed, but it just it, it just didn't climb the rankings. Yeah. And that and that last that last action sequence with ego, like I can't tell you how much that just meant nothing to me. Yeah. I for me this was very much a, a uh, this kind of weird exercise of what would I, if it, me sitting down right now, 
which movie do I want to watch the most? Which one do I think that I will have the most fun with, like right now? Um, and that's pretty much exclusively how I did this. I didn't want to consider the context of, you know, what this did for comic book movies or, or what this did for the MCU or what, you know, none of that or the, con- you know, or at least from, you know, Captain Marvel, the noise around it, you know, going both ways. Um, I didn't, I didn't want to take that into consideration at all. I just wanted to think about right now, if I want to watch a film from the MCU, you know, in my, in my bedroom or in, in my living room, what am I going to watch? And that's how I ranked it. This is just one of the movies on the list for me that I just have the most problems with. I, I don't like the direction it really went in. A, a lot of the execution I like. I like James Gunn's style. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just hated how much this movie bought its own hype. It was such a, you know, tribute you loved the first to one, Guardians then, of you know, the Galaxy yeah. 1. Yeah, uh, It was like, oh, look at all these callbacks to that movie you loved because it was the coolest movie. And it, and yeah. it hurt the first movie for me, unfortunately. Um, and there were just a lot of ego was so pumped up as like, it was during that era of like Marvel's that we're getting villains right now. We know we've got a villains problem. We're admitting it and we're doing it right. And I'm like, yeah, there was, there was complexity to him. Um, Kurt Russell is great, but, um, he's still just another big CGI face in the end doing CGI stuff. Um, and then there's, you know, weird threads of like. Star Lord getting superpowers and then losing superpowers, and, and it's like, yeah. what is all of this? That was stuff? such a buildup in the first one of like, you know, he's half human and ha- half something really ancient. And you're like, fuck yeah, I wonder what that is. And in two, not only did they answer it, but they solved it. And you're like, oh, well, I guess that puts that. It kind of put a dent in the Guardians of the Galaxy for me. I, yeah. I can't really tell you why because there's so many great jokes in here. Yeah, like but- Rocket scene with all the pirates. Oh, like I hate people it. hate, hate it. it. I, I hate love it. it. I love it. Rock, uh, the opening sequence of them dancing and stuff. I think that's, that's a cool little that, sequence. That is amazing. The movie doesn't get better than that, though, um, which is bad. I can't <laughs> put my finger on why I don't really want to watch this. Even the Mary Poppins motherfucker, whatever that line was. Mm, it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, my, that's the way I want to see it. <laughs> yeah. Mary Poppins motherfucker. Uh, but I don't know. There's just something about Guardians of the Galaxy. You might have put your finger on it, man. It's just like... It was sniffing its own ass too hard. Yeah. So the, the first one was able to blend the the cynicism and the group of a-holes with sincerity so beautifully, yeah. especially with Rocket, who just had these little moments where you kind of got a glimpse into tragedy, the, yeah. the tragedy there. Um, and then the, the second one has like the scene where Kurt Russell and, and Star-Lord are, are playing catch with a little ball of energy, and it seems to be taking it, playing it straight. I'm like, is this a joke or not? I, I, can't I definitely tell. thought that they were like... Yeah, I can see how that was misconstrued. I I did like that scene because I just took it as they they were taking the couldn't piss. take it. And then you get the the um the the Ravager funeral at the end, which is a mm-hmm. like stunningly beautiful visually. Um, and it's playing Cat Stevens, you know, Cats in the Cradle, oh, which is fuck. so cliched. <laughs> like, yes, that moment works for me emotionally on some level, but there's still a bit in the back of my head that's like. Really, this is the best you could do with the soundtrack, like the most obvious father-son song in the world. The soundtrack was not nearly as strong. Not nearly as surprising, yeah. and it made me question, like, the first one. It's like, oh, were they, even these, all that yeah. deep cut? Like, I, don't, I don't know, man. There's something about Cat Stevens when I hear that, man. I'm absolutely, like, yeah. I completely agree, and that's what annoys me about it. Yeah, I'm like, like, I'm like you, you, are, you are leading on such a crutch here. Yeah. <laughs> do not use him. <laughs> uh, anyway, that movie was a bit of a bummer, unfortunately, but there is a lot I like about it. Uh, next up, at uh, number 18. Okay, so we've left the kind of bottom of the barrel ones here. 
we're jumping up quite a lot in points suddenly. There's there's one that's that's very clearly missing that is often included in that bottom four though. Um, next up, number eighteen, we've got Thor, the first Thor. Thor. Wow. Thor, the first Thor. Now I'm pretty sure you guys rated this higher than me, which is crazy because I'm the biggest Thor apologist <laughs> out of all of us. I really love Thor, man. Mm. Like if it, I, re- I that movie, it has so many flaws. Mm. It looks cheap and plasticky. Mm. But there's that's, just that's something one of my biggest about it that I, I wonder if it's just like nostalgia for that phase one and when so I first saw it. I'm going to spend a lot of time saying the things I love about this movie. One of the things that hurts it so bad and it's so ridiculous the is the eyebrows. The it's eyebrows Thor's you just dyed that, eyebrows. You were about to mention things that you loved about it. No, because <laughs> I just want to say the thing that really holds it back for me okay, and why yeah. it doesn't feel a piece of the MCU. Uh-huh. Because Thor has these dyed blonde eyebrows that make it look like a different character. He looks like Hulk Hogan. And I'm just like, I can't. I, it looks like, awesome. I don't. It looks terrible. It looks cool. <laughs> Shut up, you new metal loving like motherfucker. cool man. Um, honestly, uh, do you know what you know one of the weirdest man. things is, though? I never noticed the eyebrows. Mm. So many people complained about the eyebrows, and it just, it didn't. Really? Didn't I remember when he showed up in Avengers, and I was like, Damn, Thor's looking cool. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't look like a dickhead. Um, no, it I, I like never noticed it. You, bro. For me, <laughs> there are two distinctive things that made me just a little bit etchy with this film, and that was the plasticky look of everything. It just looked cheap. What do you mean that wasn't real gold everywhere? Um, and <laughs> um, but I mean like <laughs> no, I, I completely agree. Um, and and uh, the score, and, yeah, the score. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, ben is 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 ready to put a bullet in his head if if I mention Thor's score again. So, well, just because I've heard it so many times, I believe yeah. I can uh, get the yeah, point across. Means, yeah. You you think it's very at odds with the tone of of what's happening, right? It's at at certain moments there was just there is uh, the storyline takes a very serious turn, um, and I just felt like the music missed the mark. Mm. Yeah, it it really put. I remember watching it and and. There were, there were a couple of times where I was kind of looking around to see if everyone else was as weirded out as I was with how the score was going in conjunction with or in contrast with what was going on screen. I was just like, fuck, am I, like, is, this, is it just me or is this weird? So looking back at this movie now in the, the larger context, it's a very bizarre one because it is very small scale, especially for something that is the first cosmic entry into the MCU. Yeah. It's Thor in a, in a dinky little desert town and he fights a metal suit at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah, he goes to the the other place. He fights some frost giants. Possibly, it's very dark, and this was a three D movie <laughs> it's a at the lot time. Of green screen. Yeah. Um, what this movie does great is the the character work with Loki was, I think, the the best stuff the MCU had done for me up to that point. I went to oh, see this movie yeah. three times in probably as many days when it came out because something about that character just entranced me i was like this is amazing the mcu yeah, can do this long love yes absolutely born. yeah but there's also like like okay so at this stage in the mcu we'd had a lot of tech-based stuff mm. and this was them taking a leap of faith and getting get, getting a bit more cosmic, cosmic magic. magical yeah. mm. like this they the odds were stacked against them and i will always tip my hat to this one because it could have been a disaster. Mm. It could have been, it, it could have derailed this whole MCU and, and they figured out a way to make the tech uh, work with the magic in the space um, to the point where it's, it's rolled out um, to where we've got guardians of the galaxy two and eternals coming up and all that good stuff. Um, the only other thing I'll say about Thor, Dutch angles. 
<laughs> you kind of need to have a lot of Dutch angles when you're getting Natalie Portman to kiss Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Yeah. They're about four feet different in height. So it, was it wasn't actually Dutch angles. It was literally yeah. the floor yeah. was yeah. sloped yeah. like that just to... Now, Kenneth, um, why do we do the whole movie in Dutch angles? It's very... Notably from a different era. Kenneth? Kenneth, Kenneth is talking to himself. <laughs> He's looking I in the mirror. Imagining that. Tell me, Kenneth. <laughs> um, he sees himself in the first person. Yeah, it just, it's 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 so noticeably from a different era because I believe, yeah. to my knowledge, this is the only MCU film with a racist joke in it, which is one of the cops towards the end, towards the end calls Hogan Jackie Chan, oh, and it, yeah. it feels so out of place in the the you know homogeneously family-friendly PC MCU as it is today, which I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not saying more racist jokes in MCU movies, but it, it really jumps out. I See, I never really thought that that was... You, you mentioned that last time we watched Because he remember. calls the other guys Robin Hood and Xena Warrior Princess. Jackie yeah. Chan isn't like some period character. He just happens to be another Asian person. Yeah, like don't, I mean, when, when, don't when fight, you don't fight, it, don't yeah. fight it on this guy. I don't know. Please. It was just it's something don't I defend never it. Quite John Peterson. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> next up, number seventeen. Um, we've got a few here that are, uh, the next ten are very similar in points. We're not going up by huge increments. The next one up, number seventeen, is Iron Man, the one that started it all. Yeah, mine's hovering around there. Yeah, rewatched this one recently, and mm. it was crazy how. That's where it started it, man. And and it's crazy how the scope is tiny. Yeah. Like compared to Thor even. Yeah. Um, Can you imagine? It's tiny in scope. If I, Obadiah Stane's character hadn't inexplicably gone crazy in the last 20 minutes of that film, there would be no huge action set piece or anything. Yeah. There'd be no need for it. There's barely any action in <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. That, Which I, I love about this film. I actually had this film uh, quite a bit higher on mine. I think this came in at 12 for me. Mm. Um, wow. I, I, wow, yeah. I quite, I really enjoyed that. I remember going back to it recently. So about a year ago, I rewatched the entire MCU because um, my girlfriend had never seen um, most of the beautiful thing. Yeah, and and this was before Black Panther came out, and we were like, we're gonna pump through, um, you know, all of them. And I remember revisiting this one, being like, God, I just, I really love the down to earth nature of this. I mean, it's about a flying robot, granted, but. <laughs> And, you know, compared to, you know, the kind of the cosmic scale that the MCU is at now, it was just, I found it so refreshing. So I'm always really happy to, um, to go back to those. And out of the three originals, um, I'd probably place Iron Man as my favorite. Um, and, and the three originals, I mean like Thor, yep. um, Captain America and Iron Man. Mm-hmm. I just, there's, there's something I, I really love about the progression of this um, you know, Thor starts out with big action scenes, you know, um, Captain America. Um, I don't think actually that doesn't start out with a big action scene, does it? A lot of um, character development. A lot of character development. I, and it shows in my rankings. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, I tend to really like Iron Man. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's not surprising that the movie captured the audiences so thoroughly. Um, it's all based on Robert Downey Jr.'s yep. performance without that. There is not an entertaining movie here. It's, a, it's amazing how much more sophisticated we've gotten and the comic book movie genre, how much, like, for lack of a better word, better it's become mm-hmm. because I, this feels dated to me. If, mm-hmm. I think you saw it, when you saw it recently, Ben, you used the term uh, from a different era. Mm. It oh, does it definitely feel like, feels that. like that. It, it definitely, definitely feels like none that. It's only 2008. None of these heroes have uh, strippers anymore. It definitely feels pre-Disney acquisition. 100%. Mm. 100%. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that- In the play. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was a playboy. And I, I like that we got that era that Tony Stark could be that before he kind it of makes evolved so much more sense, a bit. Yeah. yeah. 
Because it, it would have been weird getting a, a more kind of a laid back Tony Stark character and everyone's like, no, he's a bad dude. It's yeah. Like, no, he yeah. seems pretty fine. <laughs> yeah. It like, doesn't seem that bad at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, that movie, I it might, in like a personal ranking, if I was reading it again right now, because it's probably already changed since I've done this. Oh, I, I, I think yeah. I prefer Iron Man 2, which. Interesting. For whatever reason. Um, next up, number 16, we have Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. Weirdly enough, I feel like this should be higher. Yeah. Um, I didn't. Actually, this, I had this higher as well. Yeah, I, it's, um, my, mine's hovering around there. But um, this is one that's like the first time I saw it. Mm. I, I, I oh so distinctly remember Guardians of the Galaxy being announced and it was coming out. And I was like, all right, I'm across Thor. I'm across Hulk, um, Iron Man, yup. Guardians of the Galaxy, what is this? This is uncharted territory. Mm. So it's kind of like a blank canvas, which was really, really nice. Um, and and in that first viewing, I really loved it. And every time I've watched it, it's just kind of gone down a little bit. But I still really enjoy this film. Mm. Um, and it, the it cast of characters is just yeah. that great to watch together. It doesn't certainly hold the same allure that it did when it first came out. And part of that is be- is precisely because of what you just talked about, which is that you know, this was such an unknown and it was so good compared like from this unknown that you're like, oh my God, like I can't believe that this, they knocked it out of the park like that. There was like a novelty factor to it. Um, whereas, you know, now like I, I still really enjoy chucking on Guardians of the Galaxy out of the out of the two. This is, you know, easily better than number two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I think I, I still really hold this a bit higher than. Yeah, it's dropped a lot for me over the years because it, as probably the most just through and through comedy that we'd seen up to this point um, mm. from Marvel, so much of the enjoyment is contingent on, you know, you're in that first viewing, hearing these jokes for the first time, big audience, it's it's riotous, it's so, it's so much fun. And then the second time seeing it again, you know, anticipating it and again, have a new audience, it's also great. But then the more and more you watch it, you're sitting at home alone watching it, you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's you know it just doesn't have that impact anymore. Um I will say that what is left beyond the humor, the um the emotional through lines I think are really beautiful. I love mm. the stuff with Peter and his mother. Um that gets me every time at the end when when he's got the like the power stone running yeah, through him and he sees her and reaches yeah, yeah. out to her. Um and that score I think is amazing. One of the one of the better kind of MCU themes. Um so I definitely still really like this movie a lot, but it unfortunately, it's lost a lot of the sheen over the years. Mm. Yeah, I think that I think that's it. It's it's the yeah. the novelty has worn thin what, over time. Even uh, what you said, which is that there's something below the novelty of it, mm. um, is what kind of brings it up for me mm. because I, I still find this movie very very watchable. Mm. Yeah, that prison scene is killer. I mean, I I love that bit, and yeah. I will forever love that. So, um, it's it's a, it's a middle of the pack MCU. It's a bummer that uh, Gamora is kind of so thinly drawn in that movie. Ah, mm. uh, the 2010s, mate. <laughs> yeah. Just savage times. Thank, thank God we fixed it. Um, <laughs> next up, number 15. Now, this is the, the second of the four touted as the worst in the MCU most often, I would say. This is Thor The Dark World. Yep. Way um, higher on our list. I'm proud. Absolutely. Because um, we rewatched. if you're this, angry about this, just wait. Yeah, we, we re- <laughs> rewatched this you know, relatively recently End within of 2017. the last two years. Yeah. And we even did a, re- I'm pretty sure we did a retro yeah. review on it. Mm. And we were all kind of surprised, I think, by how much we enjoyed this film and how much we were, Im- we were all really impressed on like the, the visuals of this one. Like everything looks 
10 times better than it did in the original Thor. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is number 13 on my list. So it's in that same area. But um, I, when we rewatched this, I was blown away, man, because I really didn't enjoy this in the You didn't cinema. like it at all, yeah. And then um, we got like the... The, the, I think what really got me was the spaceship battle in Asgard. Mm. That's when I was like, whoa, man, Like, we, this is Star Wars. This yeah. is killer. Uh, bring it on. Uh, and the Dark Elves as well, that more sci-fi fantasy tinge that it gave to it really worked for me mm. um and and this is this is a the, i'm surprised at how much of a punching bag this one is and i can't quite figure out why yeah well, a lot of the, people I mean, the villain the, is often touted as the main failing what's wrong with malekith the accursed a, a lot of people really i think <laughs> when when pushed because a lot of people immediately do jump and say oh that's the worst it was horrible and, and then when pushed or especially when they rewatch it they're like no, it's all right. Yeah. Um, or that's it was the average. biggest thing, right? And yeah, I, that, 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 I don't know. That seems to really hurt. Yeah. If hurt you can like ask someone like, what's actually bad about this? Or what's really bad about the character? Because again, if someone's going to say, oh, lackluster villain, then you're pretty much like talking about the entire MCU. There's a, there's yeah. a lot of, you know, very lackluster villains in this. Mm. It's not just the villain. I think, you know, Natalie Portman's character wasn't fully capitalized on. It's not fully mm. well yeah. realized. It's on a top 10 MCU film. After, after that one in, in, <clears throat> In relation to Natalie Portman, like I was, I was not distressed to to hear that she was not back in the MCU. I was kind of like, mm. after that, I was like, ah, it's done. Can you, I can do without. Yeah, which abs- is why I was so lackluster when she was announced as the new, um, the new Thor or the new holder of Mjolnir. Um, I was just kind of like, eh, that it doesn't really do anything for me. Yeah, if I wasn't kind of afraid of public backlash from even you two, I probably would have put this even higher on my list. I don't know why. I'm such a huge fan of this movie. Every time I watch it, I like it even more, which is nice when so many of these movies go the opposite direction. Where was um, it on your list? Was um, it top 10? No, close to, I think, 10 or 11, maybe. Um, I, um, it, it is, I find it to be one of the funniest MCU movies in terms of like staying funny. <laughs> For whatever reason, I think it's one of the best looking MCU movies. Um, the way it was shot, so much of it really feels like they had sets and stuff, which is it just helps me so much um, get immersed have, in these worlds. Have you worlds. read much about the director's experience and his? Uh, yes, yeah, and a terrible. Yeah, it's it's quite interesting about how how great it was in production mm. from his perspective, and then when it went into post production, that's when it all broke down. Yeah, such a shame. And um, he he re- he seemed to have a really good time on set, and he, he seemed to commend Marvel and. Said it was a really one run, well run show, and then it all fucked out. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Um, Patty Jenkins also left this movie. She was yeah. originally originally on it. Just to quickly mention, Ben, you did have it in your top ten. This is number nine for you. Number nine, hell yeah. Okay, yeah. I think I readjusted that earlier. Um, it's uh, yeah. I don't don't crucify me, but <laughs> no, but I mean, like, no, I mean, like, you out there, you like guys, you, said, you guys already know this about me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like I you said, it. when when you're really <laughs> pressed to to kind of bring any faults about this film, you know, I just. You can't say anything about this film that's particularly egregious that you probably couldn't say about most of the other films on the middle of this list. And this movie, to someone who's already predisposed to Loki and the Loki-Thor relationship, is just uh, a fucking dream. Yeah. Because it just really builds on that. Like, they they did reshoots to put more Loki in this movie, mm-hmm. and I, I think it works brilliantly. I, I love his whole role in this. Um, Thor's mother Frigga's funeral I think is one of the more touching moments in the entire series of films I'd um, agree with that yeah I love the way they brought that that 
theme back in Ragnarok and then her back in Endgame um, was really cool. Uh, yeah, I, I just I just like this movie. This was the first one written by Marcus and McFeely, I think. Oh, for real. Um, who are the longtime MCU writers. You mean, you mean writers. Marcus McFeely? Marcus McFeely, one the, the, yeah. one, the one man Marcus <laughs> the McFeely. The amalgamated yes. you know, <laughs> human entity. Thing that is, yeah. yeah. Uh, Final thing I'll say on this, I want to see more fantasy in the MCU. Mm. Like that's an untapped area. You know, we've got a lot of stuff on um a lot of sci-fi. You know, sci-fi. But like I'd love to see maybe more mysticism. Maybe Shang-Chi is gonna bring some of that in. Doctor Strange is hopefully gonna do a bit yeah, of that. And yeah, and it's like straight fantasy, you know, dark elves not in spaceships. Yep. Bring it on. I'm into it. Uh next up at number 14, we have Captain America, the first Avenger. Wow. Now, I really threw you guys off on this one because I had this a lot higher. Uh, mine? You, you, I, I knew that you'd have this really high. Cause and that's you've... why you put it really low. No, I just... For me, this, <laughs> no, 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 no. For me, the, this movie is... I, I actually, I've adjusted it. I used to have it far lower on my list. Like where, where, where is it now? Uh, on my list right now, it's... Um, I've commented 17? you. 17, I think. Yeah, mine's at... 19. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, it used to be probably around 19 or 20 or well, at the time it was, you know, probably the, my least, it was yeah. probably second to um, Hulk. Um, just because I remember when, when I, when I first watched it, I was just a little bit weirded out by it. There were, there were a couple of lines that I just felt were so um, just, it just, I, I, I didn't, I didn't gel well with it. I also found the green screen it to be incredibly distracting um, in this film, this film felt really flat in, ter- in terms of the visual visuals. Um, but when I rewatched it, I've got to say I really appreciated how much time and effort they put into character development mm. in this. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, the that's kind of what pulled it off for me. That that first um, uh, forty minutes or or even thirty minutes of that film, I think, is what. Is really great. Yeah, the strength not pulling it off. The greatest strength of the MCU <laughs> for me has always been the characters. That's how they get us to keep coming back. And I don't think, I think it'd be hard pressed to find one of these movies that does a better job at creating um, and introducing and defining a character than this movie. Even with just the moment of of little skinny Steve jumping on that grenade, is one of the best superhero moments for me in in modern superhero movies. Um, it's really it's just touching and it really conveys why this guy deserves to be um, a guy wearing the American flag and we don't all laugh at him. Yeah. 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 It gives him more earnestness. Yeah. I, I I wish I could say the same thing. I've watched this one not too long ago. On a bus. Sorry. On a bus. On a bus. Did you watch it on a bus? No. You watch it on your phone? No, I watched it at home. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I might have watched a little bit on on the bus actually. I'm pretty sure that's what you said yeah. last time. Yeah. Um, I thought he was watching Civil War on the bus. Uh, maybe that's too. unacceptable. Um, just just love like mobile cinemas in public <laughs> places. Uh, I don't know, man. Like this one, it doesn't feel like it. It doesn't quite come together for me. Mm. I'm not sure what it is. I can't put my finger on it, but it, it just feels very mundane and kind of plods along. And I never get this yeah, get like it. exhilaration from this film. It never kind of goes, oh, we're kicking in now. It's it's just like, oh, we're going through the motions. And then, you know, we get a lot of montages where he's doing the rounds as Captain mm. America. Ah, I want to love this movie, but I just don't. So one of my, little, one of my oh, few sorry. criticisms would be that I guess I... I don't like that they do have to rush through his wartime experience with that montage stuff. It feels like 
uh, it feels like it's not the case, but it feels like he wasn't like a hero all that long. He just mm. kind of became Captain America, not frozen. But then you're like, oh no, there was that bit. Who knows how long that was actually meant to be? Yeah. Um, but the just this the strength of this movie. This is my number four. This um, is your number four. This is my number four. I love the hell out of this movie. I didn't initially when I first saw it. I, I think I kind of liked it. Mm. And then it's just grown strength to strength mm. every time I see it. Um, Do you know what really gets this film across the line for me? Mm. Is the scenes between um, Captain America and Stanley Tucci. Yes. Those for me are... are uh, Dr. Eskine. He's yeah. brilliant. He's so good. I mean... See, I would say the same about Stanley Tucci and Tommy Lee Jones... And uh, I I absolutely love Hugo Weaving as a Red Skull as well. I think he's such a ridiculous, he's awesome. kind of cartoony Nazi villain. Yeah. Um. I think he's so much fun, and it's a real shame he never came back to the role, and definitely never will. Um. And then there's just the entire showstopper of an ending with Steve putting that that plane down in the ice, uh, which I can't even talk about without getting choked up. That for me has always uh, I don't I I think that emotionally. If you let yourself get it carried away from it, it it's it's really impactful. But there was always this little part of my head that thought, this doesn't like just land the like. There was a lot of of this that didn't make sense of, as to why he had to crash it, and I was always like, that always stopped me from really, I think, feeling the full impact of it. Haven't like, you ever done something drastic to avoid a date? <laughs> that's the that's the thing. Right? Like, oh no, sorry, I can't hear you. Because yeah, that, that's Sword the joke that everyone like people make jokes about it, and then like, but no one ever answers the question of like, couldn't if he just fucking land or tried to land the plane? Like it was just like he didn't even consider the idea. He was just like, no, I gotta go down. Sorry, it's, it, it works. Like, Wait, are you sure? shit there. It works as a character thing for me because he thinks that if there's even a chance that that the the weapons on that thing could you know go off. There's not a second thought. He's like, I'm putting this in the ice where it's, it's safe. Yeah, I, I, yeah, no. I, look, I don't want to get because he's much, he's the one me, he's the always... one to to make the sacrifice play. That's yeah. his whole deal. Well, like in a character way, it makes sense, but just in my head, for and and this is not the thing to do with Marvel movies. I I know that like you can't apply too much logic to them, but that just to me was just like I really want to do a re-edit where he's, a very... where he's about to do it, and then we just cut to you like grabbing your shoulder, like no, Steve. You point over the side and there's like a runway. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, man, I got to put it down. Be like, allow but, me, <laughs> but runway. He's like, nah. <laughs> the thrust is working. Yeah. Yeah. Fuel is healthy. I've, I've always felt like that there should have been like just some other kind of pressing. I don't know. The final thing I'll say about this is the only disappointment. Like, I'm happy not liking this film. You know, I've made my peace with that. Mm. But I want to like it because everyone gives so much of a fuck about Bucky. Everyone gives so mm. much of a fuck about Hayley Atwell's character. Like I, I just don't ever feel like I've ever gotten my claws synced into those characters and never fallen in love with them. And I think if I did, I would enjoy the MCU even more than I do. I forgot Bucky was even in this until you just mentioned that he's not well served in this movie or in any movie, I think. Oh, I'm glad you think that. Mm. I'm yeah. glad you think that because no. he's not, he, he was nowhere near the reason I like that movie. The, the, but I, best, I like Bucky as time goes yeah. on, but mm. I just want that history and that impact mm. where that relationship is formed to feel crucial and it just doesn't. Mm. Do you know one of the best lines that's come from Bucky in this entire MCU? And it's it, probably a bit telling about how he hasn't been served that well, but that, that scene where he looks at Steve and he goes, um, you know, your mom's name was something or other. You used to put newspaper in your shoes. For me, that's... That says so much in such a short line, um, and that is both amazing and also really sad. But mm. that's the best line you can get out of Bucky. <laughs> yeah, 
or when he falls. Uh, anyway, that one was one of our biggest disagreements. You, if you felt, if sorry, if you fell, how would you do it? Just like metal <laughs> as you go down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Don't forget about the way he falls. <laughs> Keep the podcast going. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number thirteen, we have Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Wow. Again, I had this a bit higher on my list, actually. Yeah, interesting. Um, this movie got. A, I just remember when it came out. For some reason, I remember a lot of people giving it quite a bit of flack. This is one um, where every time I put it on, it's way better than I remember it. Yeah, yeah. But I not, really enjoy it. But not because it's better than you thought it was last time you watched it because as after you watched it it went worse again like it, yes. it always goes back to the same place yes. and then back down i don't know why that is <laughs> yeah i don't know either but i'm exactly the same yeah when i watch this movie i'm like i really like this movie <laughs> we watched it one time i think it was before infinity war mm. i was like fuck that was yeah. killer i get yeah. a kick out of it every time yeah. i think that the you know it's it's again it, it adds that little bit of mysticism to it it's, it's that thing that you hint at with thor um but yeah i'm just very much. Very much and I think we've mentioned this a few times, how he's better explored as a character in Infinity War. Mm. Um, you know, my hope is that, you know, the next version that they can capitalize on that and make him even better that elevates this film yeah. um, in the public, you know, the, the, yeah. the perception. Mm. I've always found that, you know, a lot of these characters are, are – often better served in either sequels or in um, like in the ensemble pieces films, yeah. just because, you know, they, they can play off other people. Um, and, and I think that that does quite a bit for the characters. I mean, the, the intro movies always have to have this kind of arc and you sometimes, sometimes feels those are a bit labored. Um, well, when it's just Dr. Strange in a Dr. Strange movie, it's like, man, this guy's an asshole. Yeah. But when he's playing with a team of other people, that's an interesting dynamic because yeah. you've got some little earnest Spider-Man and dumbass Star-Lord, and it's like, this is interesting. And, yeah. you know, the other asshole, Tony Stark. Um, but, uh, yeah, this this movie, it's it's really probably the most disconnected to the, the MCU, the most disconnected feeling to the MCU. Um, yeah, even with, like, timestamps and dates. Yeah, like. yeah. Um, like, you could easily remove whatever connections this actually has, which I, none are even coming to mind right now, but, um, and it would just be its own random weird thing. Yep. Um, and I also think it is, uh, in my mind, correct me if I'm wrong, if you can think of anything else, but I would say this is the most visually flawless film in the MCU, just in terms of um, uh, visual effects execution. Um, it's, it's not only perfect, but inventive in some really I would say ways. inventiveness yeah. and like creativeness. Mm. I would 100% agree with you. I think there's some parts with like the prism, prism stuff in the late, latter half where they try and do the Inception Nolan thing, which is fucking awesome. Mm. It does get a little bit CGI, but that's fine. You know, it's not a I big I was okay issue. with that. There's a couple of scenes where they try and animate Doctor Strange from memory that I thought were a bit wonky, a mm. little bit. Um, but it's definitely the most creative. Ex- most creative, execution-wise, I still think is um, Infinity War in terms of looking like a flawless film. It was the probably. only other one that was coming to mind. Yeah, probably, me, yeah. Yeah, and but Black this Panther. one, this is one that I don't understand why it's such a punching bag, <laughs> and I hope that the Doctor Strange continues to go it's, up. It's funny how our recollections differ because all I remember about this is everyone just raving about how great it looks and how it's like a new a step in a new direction but for I, Marvel. I don't know. I had a weird like I had a lot of people saying like I, I remember there being two camps and mm. and they were very loud, and one was like, oh, you know, this is this is the most wild 
MCU film, but there was another like really strong camp that was like, this is garbage. Hmm. Um, I think I just remember distinctly remember a lot of people hating this film, and I felt weird because I was like, I actually really enjoyed this. Well, so people complain so much about Malekith the Accursed. Mads Mikkelsen in this movie is more wasted than any actor oh, in any right. in superhero it. movie. I just, like, in my head, I was like, oh, Jermamu is the bad guy. He has that one great moment about, you know, when he has that little strange back and yeah. forth with Dr. Strait. It's a fun, really funny little dialogue, but yeah. uh, he's just not a presence in this movie. And we've forgotten the, the Thor cameo. That is one of the best cameos mm. in the MCU. Mm. What was the Thor cameo? Not in, in this the, movie, but... It's in Ragnarok. Oh, fuck. Doctor Ragnarok. Strange. <laughs> Doctor <laughs> Strange is in Ragnarok. Oh, I haven't fuck. seen Doctor Strange. I'm thinking of Ragnarok. Wow. <laughs> Second movie that he hasn't fuck. seen. There in you MCU. go. Like, my list, disregard my you list. You can tell the difference because Doctor Strange has those big old yellow gloves in Ragnarok for some reason. Uh... <laughs> anyway. Crazy, mate. There you go. Crazy. Next there up, go. number 12, big fan favorite, uh, Black Panther. I actually had this lower on the list. I had this a bit higher. Really? Hmm, I'm quite surprised it made number nine on my list. I remember was watching 11, this, so and I can't remember if I was cooler than you two on this film, but I was definitely cooler than most people that mm. had seen this film. Because mm. um, there was a, a Marvel, I, I said this from the beginning, Marvel was fucking genius. They hit, they hit this movie at the right time, and they had the right marketing for this film. Um, you know, they, they were brilliant with, with how they released this. Um, but in terms of an actual film, visually, very distracting. I found uh, this. Certain parts, yeah, distracting. I would, I would say pretty far between parts as well. I think I think some of the stuff visually in this is really striking the and beautiful. Stuff's yeah. really cool. What for like the, the opening sorry, sequence, the waterfall sequence, Mbaku's like ice bad. place. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I go Watch. back. I go back and forth on it. It is really. It's reminiscent of the the kind of uh, Ragnarok-y, green screeny stuff. But yeah. I, I, there is something kind of painterly about just the 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 color scheme throughout this whole movie i don't know the color like the 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 design mm. in this film i think is really cool um and there are some really stunning scenes in terms of the, that incorporate that like the the savannah with the purple um sky mm. oh, it. yeah exactly gorgeous yeah, yeah, yeah. um but yeah there like there's just there were a lot of scenes in this that i just found very distracting with how wonky they look and and you know even that 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 end fight scene Oh, yeah, it was such terrible. a dis- disappointment. But what about regardless of that? Regardless of the visuals, um, I thought it was a like a, a really solid film. I quite like, enjoyed this film. This for me is one of the most emotionally invested I've been in a Marvel film. Like I think about Chitala, thinking about his dad and that relationship. Like this is very impactful for yeah. me. That, I, that scene where he goes. Um, yeah, even the the like the flashback sequence which kicks it off and how that all resolves. Um you know, there's some really interesting stuff in here. And I, I think, you know, on that emotional character level, this pushes it um, in, above and makes it, um, yeah, just a little more special than other MCU films. One of the best uh, moments of this film, I still think, is um, Warmonger, when he has his flashback with his Killmonger? father. Or sorry, Killmonger, sorry. Warmonger is a different MCU character. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. No, that's Ironmonger. Wow. Yeah, we can start this podcast all over again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's... it's it, Killmonger, when he goes back and he has his yeah. little flashback with his dad, that is powerful. Yeah. I, I remember seeing that in my first viewing of this movie and just being like, wow, yeah. <laughs> this is a, kind of a new level. And he's a killer. He is a killer villain. One mm. of the best villains. Uh, I mean, Black Panther, it really dropped for me. But when we were building, when I was building this list, I was like, that is a, an awesome movie and it needs to be higher up the list. Mm. 
Where did you guys have it? You had it at 11, did 11, you say? 11, yes, I just had it. Okay. I had it at 14. Cool, okay. Similar, similar-ish spot. Yeah, no, around it, that it, 10, it's, around a, that it's 10 a movie spot. that um, for me sits kind of squarely in the middle. Like, And, and as I said, again, <laughs> all these movies are movies that I will happily chuck on. You like, like these I, movies. I really like Black Panther, um, but uh, there's a lot of movies that I think are better. Yeah, I was so impressed by how strong of an ensemble piece this was, considering it was an introduction for so many of these new characters. Um, so disappointed that they killed Andy Serkis in this, though. Oh, oh God, yeah. he was brilliant. Absolutely so brilliant. Good. I can't believe this movie had, like, the two best MCU villains in yeah, it. Yeah, that was killer. Um, it was killer. Literally. Yeah. Um, like, he died. But on the flip side, I, I still can't get the feeling out of the back of my head that T'Challa's just not that much of a character. Like he's, he's very not. like I I like that he's not another one of the kind of quippy ones yep. like everyone else, but I just don't feel like there's that much else to him on the other side. He's he's a he's a big old stoic and he's, he's only had seven movies, all right, mate. <laughs> he yeah. he hasn't. I um, like that about him. It's refreshing. It I is. Think it it's is like you know he's a little more humble. He's a little more quiet. He's a little more thoughtful. Mm. I, I like that. And I think if we got another Captain Marvel quippy. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah. Work. I completely agree. And, and, and there's more, and hopefully they explore that and they make it work. Do you remember what the moral of the story was? Like, what what, what was his? Don't be a killmonger. Do you do you remember that? Don't don't um don't commit acts of war against the world. Don't believe yeah. that your dad's going to be a mad. I mad love dog. Yeah, I like, love you, that. Neither of those is correct. I think I, no, <laughs> I love I love the the the, the, the tack they took, which was. Something they really had to address in a movie about a, a super secret technological nation that is hiding themselves from the rest of the world, yeah. which is that that is the wrong thing to do. And I love that they introduced that to the hero through the villain. Um, yeah. And they had the, the villain actually had the right bring idea. change to the hero's yeah. point of view yeah. while doing it in a terrible way. So he wasn't right um, necessarily. But he had a, an impact on the hero that will yeah. move going forward, even if the MCU is never going to address any of this. Because remember the post-credit scene where it's like, "We're going to reveal ourselves to the world," and yeah, I haven't seen anything from that. Obviously, a lot of stuff's been happening on planet Earth since then, but still, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. It's the reassessment. It's like the everything you knew that was great, like crumbling and rebuilding that. Mm. That's kind of the arc of of his character. Yeah. And this really kind of benevolent seeming character of T'Chaka. Like I love that the last interaction they have pretty much is him like just telling him off. Like you guys all suck. This is, yeah. this is wrong. Well, and then I, wrong. I felt weird in that scene. It, uh, like I'm, I wasn't sure what they were trying to get at there or what he had done. That was that like, I, I wasn't really sure where the, the storyline on that was going. I thought it was a brilliant through line that they'd closed themselves off to the rest of the world and people were out there dying. No, I got and that suffering part, and- but I was trying to like, no, I, I like, I, I think we could probably talk about that all day. I, this is probably maybe even just my confusion around it, that something in that didn't quite click for me. But what really sold that movie was, um, you know, Killmonger. I thought that the, the through line on that was really cool. Next up, we have George's favorite one, number 11. Do you want to say what it is, George? Your, no. favorite, your favorite MCU movie from recent times. So scared. Spider-Man Far From Home. Ooh. <laughs> so, of course, the, the final entry in the Infinity so, Saga, the most recent MCU film. Yeah. Who had this higher? I had this quite high. I had this very high. Yeah. I had this lower. Mm. Yeah, you've you've said that you've probably set this around, set this down. I, I thought that whilst my review for the film was fairly like that was a good MCU film, wasn't great. Um 
I like the direction they're going in with sort of segmenting up their market and building, you know, Spider-Man Far From Home feels like more of a teeny film. Mm. I like that. And I like mm. what they did with Mysterio. I like the final action sequence. Um, didn't love everything in Mysterio. I, sh- I should I should make a caveat there. But I like the final sequence and the playfulness with the, mm. the drones and all that stuff. I have a feeling the only reason that this is so far down my list is because, as I said, I'm basing this off, what do I want to watch right now? <laughs> and that, that's the most recent film that I've seen. Mm. So there's other films that I would probably rather put on right now um, just because I haven't seen them in a while. I was very specifically not taking that that approach because I was like, I don't want to put Endgame last because <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to sit through that three-hour movie right now. <laughs> I want to put that a lot higher than that is what I'm saying. Um, I'm, yeah, no, <clears throat> I, I, get, I definitely get what you mean. There, there were some exceptions that I was trying to like pull out, but you know. Um, so how do you feel about, uh, Far From Home? You didn't, didn't like it this high? Um, no, like literally the only reason that I think I, I ranked right. it that it's low is because so I've, and... I've just seen it. Yeah. Um, and, and when I think about what I want to see right now, like I just, I, I'm, there's a little bit of a nostalgia for some of the older stuff. Mm. Um, I, I found this movie to be so reinvigorating, um, from an MCU, uh, point of view. It was my, it was the, definitely my favorite film since, uh, Infinity War, um, like easily by a lot um, so I was just really happy to see one of these movies, a standalone one, make me so excited to see more of that franchise alone. Like, I'm just like, I want more Spider-Man movies right now. Like, it was so nice yeah. to bring it back away from this every character in the one movie thing, which, you know, has its own amazing charms. But um, it was really good to be excited about where they can go forward from here. Yeah. And and this had uh, this movie had a surprising amount of... For 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 something that felt relatively low stakes, or not, yeah, it felt low stakes. Mm. I know that it was the fate of the world and all that kind of it shit, always but is. it, um, <laughs> but it, you know, felt more. It was only the fate of one world, local, and and that. Um, it had a surprising amount of effect, I think, uh, on the overall MCU. Um, yeah, you know, in in some you know really drastic kind of some of the stuff that happened after the credits is is pretty dramatic, but even just you know where you kind of go off from uh, from the end. So, Also, really dumb title. This is not very far from home for him at all, relatively yeah, speaking. Well, He's been on the other side space. of the universe. <laughs> 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 I really hope they keep jamming home into every Spider-Man title, like all yeah. nine of them. It's <laughs> home in it. Not home. <laughs> not home. He's just not there the whole movie. It's a door not being answered. Well, <laughs> one's going to be welcome home. Peter! Peter! <laughs>